just like you, Jesus. I want to pray like you. want to love like you. I want to look like you, just like you, Jesus. Welcome to Magnified Word Broadcast with Bishop Chris Quinston Addo, a son of the prophet, Darkie Wood Mills. Teaching the nations with signs, wonders, and prophetic manifestations, He's currently the senior pastor of the Captain of Salvation Cathedral, Kaswa Nyinyano Kokraba. Now on today's message. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here once again. With uh, I'm here with Pastor Richard in the studio to talk about relationships. And uh, I believe that God leads us to talk about different issues. And today I want you to know that it's going to be powerful. So just call a brother, a sister, a friend, somebody who is in a relationship, somebody who is married, to just listen to today's program. And I pray that your lives will never remain the same. Pastor Richard, you're welcome. Thank you, Vision. Let us start with a word of prayer. Father, thank you so much for another day giving us as a gift. If we are alive, we live for you. And Lord, we believe that there is a reason. I pray, O oh God, that as you put on our hearts to do this broadcast, this magnified word broadcast, talking about relationships, may many people be blessed through it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, like I said the other time, we would, we would base our discussion on Prophet Dag's book on the model marriage. And I believe that your life would really be blessed because we're going to take our time and then be going through and trusting that many people who are in relationships would benefit from it and then would see a great change in their relationships and in their marriage. And so today we want to start by talking about what the book talks about, the Christian home. The Christian home. So, um, I want you to know that there are different types of homes, you know, like I established the other time, there are different types of wisdom. There's the earthly wisdom, there's the sensual wisdom, there's the devilish wisdom, and there's also the heavenly wisdom. And so heavenly wisdom means it's the wisdom that comes from God. In the same way, we also have marriages that are of God. We have earthly marriage. We have the sensual marriage. We have the devilish marriage. And I believe the last must be and is the heavenly marriage or godly marriage. And so today we want to base what we are discussing on the God type of home. So you can title it the Christian home. So we want to discuss about this and then my prayer is that all your questions that you've been having will be answered somehow. So, Pastor Richard, um, what is a Christian home? You know, the, the bishop said the Christian home is not just a building. Wow. It is an atmosphere. This is very important. <laughs> so, when we say a home, we are not looking at a building. We are talking about an atmosphere. Atmosphere. It is a place you are always eager to be. Wow. A home is a place where a family lives. The first home was a garden. Mm-hmm. And this gives two impressions of a home. Number one, a place to enjoy that is a beautiful, peaceful, and welcoming place. Mm. And number two, a place to tend and make beautiful. 
You know, I am establishing this before we go into our discussion because the discussion is going to reveal many, many things. Wow. You see, these days we have people who get married and then within weeks, months, and sometimes just a year, they want to divorce. And when you hear what's, what's going on, you realize that sometimes it's because their home is not a Christian home. Wow. Though they know themselves as Christians, you can be Christians, but your home is not a Christian home. Forgive. <laughs> I don't know what, it, what you are, you've started laughing too early. <laughs> what comes to mind? What comes to mind is like you are saying, yeah. we see two people to be Christians. Mm. So eventually we think that their home also should be a Christian home. Yeah. But from what you are saying, you can be a Christian, a believer, a again Christian. But your, but your home is not a Christian home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, the most important element of the home, Pastor Richard, is however, not the building and how large or how beautiful it is, but the relationship existing between the people, between the husband and the wife. Wow. So that is it. For example, let's look at the scripture in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 13. You know, Bible says that a foolish son. See, so this one we are looking at a home where there is a son. A foolish son is the calamity of his father, and wow. the contentions of a wife are a continual dropping. Mm. So the second part of this scripture shows us that when you have a wife who is always talking, always angry, always nagging, always nya 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 nya, you can imagine that that home would not be a nice place to be at. Wow. And it's common. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I want to read some few scriptures and then we go deeper. Yeah. You know, in Proverbs chapter 19, Pastor Richard, please help me read. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 13. Proverbs chapter 19, verse yeah. 13. A foolish son is the calamity of his father. 1913. 1913. Yeah, read it yeah. again. Yeah. A foolish son is the calamity of his father mm. and the contentions of a wife are a continual dropping. Now read Proverbs chapter 25 verse 24. Proverbs <laughs> 25, 24. And, and you see, all that we are reading, we, we are learning something about the wife. Wow. It could be the other way, but we are looking at it from what the Bible is saying, the wife. The wife. Yeah, Proverbs 25, 24. Proverbs 25 verse 24. It says that it is better to dwell in the corner of the house top <laughs> than with a bowling woman. woman and in a wide house. Wow. Read, read it again. It is better to dwell in the corner of the house top. So he's talking to the man. <laughs> you see, and this is King Solomon speaking. He said that look, from his experience, it is better to dwell in the corner of a house top. Yes. Wow. Than with a prowling woman. Than with a brawling a brawling woman. Or a quarrelsome or a contentious woman. In a wide house. In a wide house. So you can have a five bedroom house but every time yes. the wife is not happy, she's always talking, she's always nagging. <laughs> there will not be happiness at home. As against people who are staying in a small tent. 
in a village somewhere. It's better. And they're happy. Okay. Which one do you want? Hey, I want to. I want everybody want peaceful. <laughs> I'd rather dwell in a small place where there is peace than to live in a mansion where even when you close from work, you don't feel like going. You don't home. feel like going home, <laughs> which is very common. You yeah. see a lot of men. They 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 they, they close from work. And then you see them, they'll just move from one place to another, okay. visiting their friends. Sometimes you see bankers who are sitting under a tree playing draft. Yeah. Is it not funny? It's funny. You know, let's read the last scripture and then we'll go to what we want to discuss today. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 15 and 16. Proverbs 27, 15 and 16. Mm. A, a continual dropping in a very raining day and a contentious woman are alike. What, what, what does it mean? A continual dropping in a very rainy day. So yeah. It's a dropping. From 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. 6 a.m. 7 a.m. 8 a.m. 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, ah, to Beckett, ah, to 12 p.m. in the night, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. It's a continual dropping in a very rainy day. And a contentious woman or a quarrelsome woman, they are alike. They are, they, they are the same. Yeah. Verse, the next verse. <laughs> Whosoever hideth a hit Whosoever hideth, uh, hideth the wind and the ornament of his right hand, which bewareth itself. Mercy, mercy. Another verse is whoever attempts to restrain her criticism mm. might as well try to stop the wind and grasp oil with his right hand. Mm. I mean, that such a person is difficult to control. You can't. Very, very difficult to control. So today, we want to look at why some people struggle to have this type of home wow. that God would want us as believers to have. Wow. And then we can learn some things that you need to do so that you can have this type of home. You know, the home can even be the slums or the gutters. Wow. Or even can be in the bus stop. <laughs> you are laughing. Provided it is a place where two people who love each other have agreed to wow. live and raise a family that they can equally have. So it doesn't matter the house you are living in. These days you look at a lot of people before they marry. Because Richard, you realize that they are thinking about how they have to get a nice wedding gown, how they have to do a party, uh. and then the house they are going to live in without thinking about the home they have to create. Wow. But you see, that is the mistake. Because you see, the house you live in is not as important as the home you must create. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just thinking that. So, the house and the home, they are not the same. That is the, that is the main thing. That's what I'm thinking. They are not the same. There's a difference between a house and then a home. So you can see people building. Yes. 
they are built. Everything is nice. They are moving with joy. The house has been dedicated. Yes. But the home going beyond that. That's right. So it's not just a physical building that you are built. That's but right. But what goes on in that building is <laughs> <It's> very deep. <laughs> so, so, so you can you can see somebody living in a very nice mansion. You may think that, hey, this is for the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> Get to. <laughs> but but when you come close, you realize that there's tension. Wow. Anytime a man comes home, it's almost like he has come to the boxing ring. Wow. And the woman is also not happy at all with the husband at all. But you see them, everybody driving his or her car, move, go and come. He said, Hey, tell it's a five-bedroom mansion. These people they have ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> It is not like that. Maybe your single room is better. <laughs> hey, look, your rented single room is far better when you have peace. You and your wife, you just you don't have um, you don't have all the things you can think of. Yeah. You don't have the what the electrical stove. You don't have electrical stove. You don't, you don't have, have washing blender, machine. You, you don't, don't have blender. Machine, you, don't, you don't even have a toilet in the house. You don't house. have the toilet in the house. <laughs> so you go where you go to the public and you come, but there is joy. But there's joy. Wow. That, so such a couple who are living in such a rented one-room house and they go to the toilet outside, free range and all that, but there's joy. That is a Christian home. Wow. Mm-hmm. You yeah, see, so yeah. Jesus said something in Luke chapter 12. And we are saying this to encourage you, if you are listening to us, that don't think about the possessions. Think about the relationship. Mm. Is it because a lot of ladies want to marry a man who has cars, yeah, who has a good job, who has a whatever, and Everything. all those things. But if you don't know the person and how you can enjoy relationship with the person, you are entering into a bondage, a forever bondage before you leave this earth. I remember we had a lady here, and uh, she was sharing a testimony. Yes, she said like what you are saying. She said that when she got married to this guy. A red room is a room. Like one room. That is wow. where a dress, a shoes, everything is. Wow. And uh, but what is like what we are talking about? There is no joy at home. There is no love. It's like when the guy comes in at any time, goes out at any time. Charlie, is it something they will be there? They are having fun. Then the guy will just say, Charlie, call up. I have to go to meet this my friend. We are going here. There was, go. there was no joy. There was no joy. No peace. So suddenly no, she had a, house, a room of shoes. Of shoes. She said, look, she doesn't ask for money. As the guy is going, the money is there. Challenge joint. Oh, no, 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 like, no, no. And it didn't come for the money. No, 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 no. I mean, it's good to have money. But money cannot replace love. Yeah. And yeah. that's why at the point we want Grace to sing that song yeah. to encourage God's people. Yeah. Money cannot. How can you replace uh, love with money? It's true. So Jesus said, He said in Luke chapter 12, verse 15, Take heed and beware of covetousness. Mm. For a man's life consisted not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Wow. You know, so what Jesus was saying is that a man's life in terms of what makes you move on. When we say how is life? How is life? That means that how is how are things moving on? Yeah. 
You see, so what makes you move on? It's not the things you have. Wow. It's not the nice car, the one room full of shoes, the money that is available. You have different colors of cars. You have a red, you have a blue, you have a green, you have a violet, you have a yellow, you have a black, and you have a white. Every day in a car. Wow. But there's no joy. You know, so, beloved, we want you to know that God's way of marriage is to look at having you and your spouse, having an atmosphere where you you both enjoy. Wow. You see, so for example, a place where when the man comes home, he feels relaxed. That, that should be your aim. That look, I must make sure that as, as a wife or as a husband, my atmosphere that I am with in, with my spouse should be a place where we can all feel relaxed, especially the man. Wow. Because you see, in those days, marriage was such that the man would go and work and come. And when he comes, the wife would have prepared food. He shouldn't come and come and meet a woman who is ready to fight. <laughs> a woman who is angry and ready to ask, why didn't you call me? Why didn't you text me? Why did you come late? But all those things are not necessary. It may be so, but it is not for you to do that. Wow. Even if your husband comes late, you don't have to welcome him into an atmosphere that is already tensed. Rather, you have to learn a way of letting him feel calm, yeah. receive him, get him to bath, let him eat, let him come to the bed. And as you're having sex, then you can talk about the issue. Wow. I think I'm talking to somebody. Yeah, you're talking. You're talking. That is a, a yeah. godly home. Yeah. But Richard, do you have something to say? <laughs> the way you are nodding your head and saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because some, sometimes as you have gone to work and you are coming, you are, maybe there is a lot of pressure at the workplace. I tell you. As you are coming home, you are coming also to come and meet a contentious woman to Mercy. It, 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 it makes your life miserable. Is that where you think that you have rest, there is rather war. There's war. So, you don't, then you don't, don't come home. You, you don't feel like, oh, so, actually I'm having meetings, I want to, because sometimes, Bishop, I, 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 I wonder where people say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm on leave, but I want to go, there's another house somewhere, maybe on the mountain, then the man will say, oh, I'm going there for my leave one week and leave the wife and the children at home. They will go to the mountain alone. That I'm going to relax. So it speaks that Charlie. It's not. It's not really. <laughs> they can't relax here at home, which is not a good thing. Yeah, yeah. It's not a good thing at all. So, so brothers and sisters, one of the things you have to look at as an aim is to make sure that you have a place of relaxation. Wow. For both of you, especially the men. Wow a place where the woman can also feel that she's shielded and insulated from pressures from everywhere. Mm. You know, it's like the woman must feel that, look, when my husband is at home, I am okay. I am not tensed. Nobody is going to scream on me. Nobody is going to be shouting on me. I am not going to feel under pressure. A place where the husband will be involved with the wife's life. That when you see your wife is under pressure, you, the man, will be willing to help. That is a godly home. Because you also have a situation where some men leave everything for their wives. You say, well, I'm the boss of the house. You are the boss of the house. That is not a Christian home. <laughs> it cannot be a Christian home. And you can see your wife is withering. 
she's dying slowly out of the many pressures because these days a lot of wives also work yeah. so she has gone to work when she comes home she also has to come and cook she has to take their children she has to take care of the children and you the man you come in the evening all you want to do is to come and watch TV that is not a godly home wow hmm. I know people are getting angry with us but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just telling you the truth <laughs> Yeah, a place of refreshing and strengthening for both of them. Wow. A place where that is why some, like when you were saying, somebody can be a couple can be in their one room. They don't even feel it is strange at all. Yeah, because when they come, they lie down on their bed. The the woman goes out, brings some food. They come and sit on their bed. They eat together and pesie and some kotome with some oil and then some kosia lying on it joyfully they, they are eat. happy they are happy <laughs> and after that they wash the plate together and then they just go and, and bath together and, yeah. and lie down together <laughs> and then dream together and wake up together what a happy home it's a refreshing and a strengthening area for the man because sometimes when you look at those who don't have they bath this public uh, shower yes. and thing you see that you see the man and the woman they have gone to bath together they have the woman as a cloth, the man as a towel I down. Tell you. They come to bath. They are coming, they are with, coming joy. with joy. <laughs> but those of us that we are built mansion, it's like you don't even bath with your wife at all. Everybody has his room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see that? You, you hear things like, "Oh, me, I have my room." Yeah. She also has a room. <laughs> uh, you know, it is not what God wanted to be. Because uh, Adam, He doesn't want Adam to be alone. Alone. So he will make Adam a help meet for him. Yeah. So the woman has come into your life so that you can flow. Yeah. So that you can do things together. At home. I'm not talking about at work. Yeah. At work is different. Don't get me confusing you. <laughs> we are not saying that everything that you are doing, your wife must be involved because work is different. Yeah. But at home, you are, you are not a husband at work. You are a husband at home. Yeah. So we are talking about home. Christian home. Not Christian life. Christian home. In the home, there must be oneness. There must be flowing. There must the there must be a flowing together. Yeah. yeah. Very important. Because I quite remember when you you told us even we should even have this quiet time together. We should we can come together. In fact, it will be I one start, of the points that we'll talk I about. I realized that me my it has changed things. Wow. When we get there, I will want you to share yeah, your testimony. Yeah. You see, and then and then the fourth thing you have to look at. So the first thing we have mentioned is a place of relaxation for both of you, especially the man. And then a place where the woman can feel shielded and then insulated from the pressures of the world. And a place of refreshing and strengthening for both of you. You see, so when your husband comes after getting him food, water to bath and all that, you can sit down together, talk about how the day has gone. That atmosphere that both of you have created for yourself, that is a godly home. And then the last thing, if there are children, a place for training the children. Mm. So there must be an atmosphere where daddy can say, stop it. And mommy can say, I'll beat you. And she beats. Because you are training up your children in the fear of the Lord, in the way that they should go. That is a Christian home. In other words, a Christian home requires daddy and mommy to be able to train their children. Wow. 
show them. When we say, I'm not saying teach, train. <laughs> There's a difference between teach and train. Mm-hmm. Somebody is asking me, Bishop, explain. <laughs> I am ready to explain. That's why we are here. <laughs> Teaching means, like, let's say, when you go to school, you say, one plus one, two, two, two plus two, four. What he's doing is he's teaching you. Training is, I am doing it, and you're also doing it. You are doing what I'm doing. That is training. Okay. So in the house, we do for the children to see. Mm. That is training. That's why we have training schools. Training schools, they do practicals. Yeah. So Bible didn't say teach a child in the way you should go. He said train up a child in the way he should go. So that means that the child must see how to obey, must see how to love, must see how to work. So you, when you get up in the morning, you daddy and mommy, you don't brush your teeth. <laughs> how, how can your children learn how to brush your teeth? I've started talking now. <laughs> how can the children learn how to brush their teeth? It's true. No, because they have not seen it being done. Yeah. And that is why, Pastor Richard, it is one of the one of the one of the saddest and most painful experiences for a child not to have mother and father yeah. alive yeah. when he or she is growing up because he has nothing to watch. Mm. So I've seen as a pastor, I've seen a lot of people who are who are uh, I don't know the word to use. They are devoid of training. Mm. They are bereft of training. Mm. They, 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 they never had somebody to look up to as dad and mom wow. to learn from. Mm. And that is one of the dangerous things that can happen to a person. And so such a person, if he grows up and it's also time for him or her to marry, he's not seen some before. Wow. So what is he going to do? <laughs> so if you are blessed as a man and a woman, you are married it is very important, it is very, very important that you make sure that your children that are coming into your marriage, into your life, see how to grow up and learn from you. Mm. Train them up, create that atmosphere. I remember telling a couple, like I said some time ago, that they were having a problem. Every time they had two children, every time problem, every time problem, they felt that they, didn't, they, they were not for each other. And so, when I met them, after talking to them, I realized that their problem was they have been staying in places where usually compound house, where people were getting themselves involved in their marriage. Mm. Like let's say, the, the woman with them and somebody come and tell her that do you know where your husband has gone? I saw her husband here. There was this person sitting in the car. A lot of things that were always causing confusion. And I told them, you need to change your home move from this type of compound house because you have two children who are not learning things properly because of the environment they find themselves. Go and look for a house where you can be there alone. And they said, Pastor, we don't have money to hire a house. And they said, look for a house that your money can afford. Finally, when they obeyed, they got a house close to a, a, a cemetery. The house they got was close to a cemetery. And I went to look at the house and I said, look, brother, there are people around. You stay here. And after some one year or two years, you would have learned what I think you should learn. To the glory of God, when they obeyed and they stayed, 
they began to have another environment where now they were able to manage themselves, do things for the children to learn from them and not from other people. And then gradually, the things that I showed them, which I'm going to show you today, when they started doing it, they began to see their marriage was getting better. Fightings went down. Grudgings went down. Naggings went down. Contentions went down. Love went up. Mm -hmm. Joy went up. (laughs) Sex went up. Everything went up. And they started sewing into my life. (laughs) Hey. Brother Richard. And that is why we are here. What do you think about that? Thing is a is a is a good thing because sometimes where we also train our children is very important. Mm. Where you live, true, the area, the environment. Sometimes your children pick up certain behaviors that you can see that you didn't train them with true. such behaviors. But true. because where they are living, mm. they, are they can see others doing the same. And and eventually, it's not always that you are in the house. So the people they are living with, they begin to copy. And you begin to hear what people are saying. People be telling you things. So that you can see that, ah, these two couples, they are eating together. Your husband comes home late from work. You look at them. This is good. But when you are living at a place where you are alone, you are able to adjust to each other. Then the right. marriage begins to work properly. That's right. Yeah. You see, so, uh, so some of you may be asking, so what about some of us who are staying in a compound? What can you do? You can still stay there. But then you must be conscious of creating your Christian home so that a neighbor who is not a Christian or is not living in a Christian way would not influence your home. Rather, they may look at your home and they will be attracted to follow. Are you understanding us? So it is possible to live in a compound house and create an atmosphere where you can enjoy as a couple. You know, let, so let's start going into another phase of what we are talking about. So look at the steps, four steps to developing a Christian home. Okay, we are going to look at four steps to developing a Christian home. And at a point, grace will sink powerfully for us. Wow. You know, a happy, balanced home is always the dream of brides and bridegrooms. Yeah. Yeah. However, many people never experience this joy and bless they strive for when they decide to get married. A happy home does not just happen. Before I give you these four points, I'm making this point clear. A happy home does not just happen. A happy home, a Christian happy home does not just happen. It must be developed. Wow. Pastor Richie, it's just like salvation. (laughs) You know, there's this scripture, Philippians chapter 2 verse 12. Let's, let's read it and then Philippians, Philippians 2 12. You know, it must be developed. It does not just happen by chance. No, 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 no. It does not drop from the sky either. <laughs> no. Philippians 2 verse 12. What does it say? Philippians 2 12. It says that, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only. Philippians. Yeah. Philippians. Chapter 2. Verse 12. Verse 12. Yes, what does it say? It says that not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation mm. with fear and trembling. 
Work out. So the last part is what I'm looking at. Work out your own salvation. Or we can also put in something that is your own. Work out your own marriage. Work out your own business with fear and trembling. So your salvation, your salvation, you must work it out. Work out your body. Me, when I was younger, I used to go to the gym to work out. I got hurt. That's why I stopped gymming. I got hurt some years after I went to do some something and then and then I, I just got hurt. <laughs> you know? Uh, I won't tell you what it is. It's something to do with I mean something, fighting. <laughs> you know? So, when I got hurt, my, my arm, you can see my arm, the, the skin got torn. Yeah. Then my, my, my lat was 15.5. Those who understand what I'm saying. Yeah. I had the, the body. <laughs> you know? But I was working out. I go in the morning and then when I finish, I eat. I used to eat, eat. By the grace of God, I was eating. And then I go in the evening to work out. But I was working on my body. 20 years after, or 25 years after, at least you can see that the body is still there. Yeah. When you work out your salvation, even in the latter part of your life, the salvation I worked out is what sustains you. Wow. You must work out this Christian home. When your children comes and they are growing, they will not deviate from it because you have worked it out. Wow. When you see a team that is that seems to be making it, like maybe my you or Chelsea, they have been working out. Mm. And that is why they have a name. Even if for a particular whatever season they, they, they don't do well, they have the name. They know that Chelsea is Chelsea. Mm. Manchester United is Manchester United. United. So, you have to work out your marriage. You can't sit down and expect it to drop from having a happy marriage. Maybe because my father and my mother had a certain nice home. Me too, as I'm going to marry, I'll have that home. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. It's something your mind must be on. Are you understanding that? Yeah. That is why we want to show you these four steps. So the four steps is something you can do. Number one. Step number one. Christ must be acknowledged as the foundation and the head of the home. Yeah. Christ must be acknowledged as the foundation. Take note of the point. As the foundation and the head of the home. A, a, a family that does not make sure that this is a major step cannot listen to me carefully, cannot be a Christian family or have a Christian home. Because it is the Christ factor that creates that atmosphere. You know, when Jesus was on earth, he says something in Luke 6, 47 and 48. I want to read it this time. He said, Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them I will show you to whom he is like. Wow. And he says, he is like a man which built a house and digged deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, so the flood arising is when the marriage, in the marriage, things begin to come up. Yeah. 
because you have built your marriage on Christ, when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house or that marriage and could not shake it for it was founded upon a rock. So, what, what we are trying to say, when God is your focus in the marriage, no matter what happens, the marriage would try to move a little, but it will still stand firm. For some of us who have been married for almost 20 years, it is Christ that has kept us. It is Christ that had made my home a Christian home. Without Christ, you hear some people say, let's put this Jesus aside. Let's put Bible aside. Oh, please don't talk like that. Let's face reality. I see Christ is not reality. <laughs> you know, in, in the modern marriage, um, the prophet took his time to draw something to explain. So he said, like, give, he gave about four scenarios. He said, for instance, when God is the focus of the couple, okay, they draw closer so you can imagine it. So one straight line on the left, one straight line on the right. And then now, they are all tilting towards each other. You see, so they are going, they are meeting at a point. And what is happening is that they are all focusing on God. So like your two eyes can see one thing. So the man's eyes are on God, the woman's eyes are on God. And they meet at one point. So as both of you are always thinking about God and making God be the focus, your marriage becomes a very nice something that is working. As against, you see some people, maybe one person is more focusing on God when there's an issue. He will say that, look, even the Bible says, and the other one say, let's put God aside. So that one, they always will not meet. And then there are instances where the two of them, they don't even consider Christ at all. So everybody's going his way. If there's an issue, they just use their mind. They use friends' examples and then to just discuss it. So all the time, they don't agree. Such couples will always have a home that is tension. And that is why God wants us to discuss this because he wants you to work hard and make your marriage an exciting, 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 joyous home. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes you have situations where people wonder what are we not doing right and what you are not doing right sometimes is lack of knowledge so what we are teaching you today is for you to begin to apply them if you have not enjoyed your marriage you can begin to enjoy your marriage hallelujah and so we want to ask grace to just bless us with a song and then we'll go on to the principles that follow the steps that follow I tell you Many things are coming. Grace bless us with one song in the name of Jesus. Enjoy this refreshing song.
strong as death and may it be forever. May that be your portion. Amen. You know, I said that, that we have to build this on a good foundation. Yeah. So Christ Jesus is our foundation. But Richard, what do you think about that? What it means is that Christ, you, you cannot be married without Christ. Yeah. So when you see unbelievers who are not yeah. wanting yeah. to surrender to Jesus and they want, they expect their marriage to work. Do you know what I always tell myself that? These people, I know it will catch up with them. Yeah. One day somewhere, I I was supposed to officiate a wedding, and one Saturday and the following, and then this couple that came for the first wedding, look, if the wedding was to start at ten o'clock by eight thirty, the place was full. People, and you know, the lady was in the church, and the gentleman was from outside. The ones that will follow the following week, the lady was also in the church, but the gentleman was from outside. But this first one, the gentleman was also a strong Christian in his church, was teaching Sunday school. I tell you, and the people, by nine o'clock, the place was full. By ten o'clock, it was overflowing. The presence of God. And this second lady, the following week lady, was also in the service and said, hey, the way the people came, the way the church was there, hers also is going to be powerful. But you know what? Hers, the gentleman was not a Christian. Mm. There were times I'll, I'll even do counseling and then he'll come drunk. <laughs> and he had his own way of doing things, thinking and all that. Look, the, their, their wedding was supposed to start at 10. As at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, there were just about 15 people. A place that could take about 300 or 400, 15 people. By 10 30, just about 30 people. By, by 10 40, just about plus 10 people. Look, it was so, it was so sharp at contrast. The conclusion was if you don't give yourself to Jesus and get involved with Jesus, your marriage would suffer. That was just the beginning of a marriage that you were entering into. I tell you now, I don't know what's happening to them. Because they were not serious with, with the Lord. What do you think? Because I realize marriages that it starts from the beginning which either the man or the woman is not a Christian. From the beginning you can see that this marriage is not going anywhere. I'm telling and you. when they are Christians too, because I quite remember we had a wedding when the guy was not much serious with God. Yeah. And as the people have come for the wedding, they have some of their friends are booze. They were making noise. Can you imagine? Jama. And after they finish the wedding, the guy has gone to join, the groom has gone to join the friend, left the bride. They are shin jama. Shin jama. They were imagine? drunk. And when we went for the reception, you can see that they've done a mini bar what? at the reception with alcoholic drinks a lot even to the point that the guy even went to the mini bar the groom to go and take his share and I realized that I said no 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 it's no, not founded no. on Christ no and you can easily 
predict what will happen yeah. in your marriage. Yeah. But the lady was even shy. By the beginning, she was spoken to oh, this guy. Why don't you look at it? They said, but, Oh, I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love. But those who are also, you can see that there's clear different. Clear. Clear. And sometimes it brings a lot of. I think people don't understand it. It's like, oh, this person's wedding, like, like you are saying, yeah. I, I believe it will become the talk of the oh, day. It became the this talk person's of the day. wedding, hey, people are attending. Yeah. And this one, look, hey, you move, hey, you move. Yes. But it's, it's, it's not, not like that. It's not like that. It's it is the Christ that attracts. Jesus yeah. said, if I be lifted up, I would draw, draw all men. men. So it is the Christ factor that draws the people. Yeah, yeah but it's real. Though. It's real. It's, it's so real. Well, so now let's go to step number two. Mm. Richard, I want us to go into this in detail. Yeah. So step number two is apply biblical principles. Wow. If you want to have a Christian home, step number two, apply Christ- biblical principles. So for instance, what do I mean by that? The word of God must be your manual for your marriage. Mm. What do you have to say? Yeah, what I would say concerning this one, like when you take correction, Yes. The Bible says correct in love. Yes. So if you are going to correct someone even in the in the home, how do you do it? Yeah. Maybe your husband has done something wrong. Like like you were saying from the beginning. Maybe whilst you are having sex, you can say whatever you want to say. Yes. Is it not that when your husband is coming from work, you are meeting him at the gate to sort him out. To sort him out before it ends. I mean you have you have you have pulled your entomer your clothes in like a proper yeah. girl, girl. <laughs> I'm going to show you I'm, yeah. my mother is from Topo <laughs> and my father is from whatever James Town. James Town. <laughs> I mean is that how you should behave like it Charlie. is so it's a sign that if, if, if the marriage is not you are not doing things biblical yeah because like whatever you do you ask yourself that what would God say That's what right. is God saying about this issue That's what right. is God saying about this Bible said that shall not divorce. Jesus Christ hate divorce. God hate divorce. So right. this decision I'm going to take, mm. where is he going to land me? This thing that I'm going to say, how, will he, how, how should I handle this? What the Bible say? If you can, you consult your pastor. Pastor, this, 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 what should I do? That's right. And I know that by so doing, you'll be doing things according to the Bible. That's it. You know what you are saying? Like, there's a scripture here I want to read. Mm. It says that in Colossians chapter three verse 16 and 17. He said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly Mm. in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And verse 17, he said, and whatsoever ye do in word Mm. or deed. So as a Christian, because the word of God is in you, whatever you do in word or deed, he said that do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Wow. You see, so when the word, you are someone who knows that it is the word that must guide us, the biblical principles, whatever you do and whatever you say, even in the marriage, must be as if you are saying it to Jesus. Wow. So would Jesus be happy with what I'm doing? Would Jesus be happy with what I'm saying to my Mm. wife? Would Jesus be happy with what I'm doing to my husband? Mm. That is what, how we should think. And that is what creates that Christian atmosphere. Mm. If we put that aside, Charlie, our flesh will lead us. Okay. You can easily slap your wife. You are learning. 
But you see, when you know that you, will Jesus slap? Will Jesus slap? Will Jesus slap? No, no, Jesus won't slap. Slap. Yeah. I've never slapped my wife before. Mm. But she has done things that maybe if I should use the word deserved a slap. Yeah. But I I I I, I won't do it. I can't do it. Even the, the feeling to slap Christ never occurred to me. Wow. How? <laughs> she has also not slapped me before. Yeah. Because there are women who beat their husbands. <laughs> <laughs> One day, a, a, a police friend of mine was saying that uh, the man ran to the police station with tears. It's like, as the man is coming, the woman too is coming. So both of them were running to the police station Merci. to go and report. Merci. They were fighting. And the woman, I think, hit the man with something. So he was bleeding. So he was going. So at the well, rushed to the counter. Okay, Obian can ask me. Then they realized that. They, they were fighting and the woman want to report the man the man went and so the man started I was telling the <laughs> policeman that his wife has beaten him and the policeman ah master where is he was and the wife is there but you know what I mean but we can see blood but the woman was detained the woman was detained yeah because they, they couldn't believe he smashed the head not with an iron look this iron thing, I was, I was going to tell you a similar thing. <laughs> there was this guy and this lady. They were Muslims. But I tried to reach out to them. And the lady was giving, giving her life to Christ. And then gradually went to church once. So they were not too far from where we were staying. So one day I was there when the gentleman came. Pastor, pastor. And knocked at the door, at the gate. So I opened. And she was, he was not wearing anything. He came in. I said, come. And it's the, the back of his shoulder. Iron. Huh? Iron. Iron. Iron Max. I said, what is it? And he said, Pastor, my wife. My wife has used iron to iron. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So what happened? So I had to listen to him and later got the wife and listen to her also. The wife said, he has been beating me. And today, I told him, if he touches me, I will show him. And he beat me. And I said, he should wait. So I went and then put the iron on. He didn't know. <laughs> so he said he was sitting there when he lifted the iron and then put it on. Mm. It went to the police station. And they divorced. Based on that. Wow. But you see, these were people who were not Christians. This lady had just become so called Christian because I led her to cry. Mm. But look at what. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> hey, Charlie. <laughs> when you think about sad things, you feel, you know. But, 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 friends, that is why you must be saved. That is why you must be born again. And so, if you are not born again, it's an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. You know, it is the best thing that can happen to anybody. You know, so let's let's go to um, this next step. Apply biblical principles. The word of God is his manual for marriage. Yeah. You know, the word of God is his manual manual for marriage. You know, what what Pastor Richard, what do you think about that? Yeah, I believe that as couples or as married people 
whatever we do must base on the word of God. What is God saying about even our actions? Yes. What you are saying, the way you are treating your wife, the way you are treating your husband, what is the Bible saying? What is the Bible saying? So when we are able to do that, I believe that we'll be able to create a, a good Christian home. You know, what, what you are saying is so powerful. There's a scripture that I want us to read to just confirm what you are saying in Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 and 17 it says that let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord so when the word of God is in you let's say as a husband one of the things that we will begin to see is you teach your wife or as a wife, you teach your husband, you teach one another. You say that in Psalms. So sometimes as you are there, you are saying, ah, and as you are singing you are just thanking God for a good husband he has blessed you with that's singing with psalms and hymns and these are scriptures that you are making them song the, the beautiful thing is that they are songs already yeah. and it says in verse 17 and whatsoever you do in word or deed mm. in word or deed yeah. whatsoever you do in word or deed do all in the name of the Lord Jesus wow it's very powerful. Yeah. So like you are saying, if you are a couple, the word of God must be your guide. I think that is why you must read the Bible yeah. every day. Yeah. Yeah. And you must read books that helps you to understand the word yeah. of God. You know, as I was looking at it, I, I can see here in the Amplified Version, it says that let the spoken word of Christ have its, its home within you, dwelling in your heart and your mind permeating every aspect of your being as you teach spiritual things and admonish and train one another with all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do, no matter what it is, as a husband or wife, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. So that means that when you are doing something as a married couple, always ask yourself, what would Jesus do? Or if Jesus was to be there, if Jesus was to be there, what will he say? <laughs> yeah. What will he do? Yeah. What will he say? Yeah. Would Jesus slap? <laughs> so can you share something bad you have done before that later you realize that if it was Jesus, he wouldn't to my do wife. That to your wife. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes when I look at the way so that I shout. Shout at yeah, her. Yeah, shout. And I rather that ah, she feel timid. Yeah. So later I, I, I say, oh no 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 no. This that so. There's uh, as for when you also say oh um. So then she was also jigga on the <laughs> other side. Yeah. So sometimes uh, if Jesus was to be here, how my hair? I'll go and come. Yeah. Is food ready? Yes. She will serve. I finish. I will even. I will just wake up from the table and bath. Go and sleep, lie down, sleep, wake up, bath, go to work, no greeting, no say nothing to her. Then I'll realize that so I'll be I'll realize that no 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 Charlie, you are not you are not helping the marriage at all. Then I'll just go and say, Oh, it's Charlie. Forgive. Forgive, forgive. I'll just, I'll just say something, then she will reply. And I'll say again, then she will reply, say, okay. 
I say, oh, Charlie, let, let, let's end this thing. Yeah. Come because to Jesus was slapped. Jesus was beaten. And all he could say is that, Father, forgive them. Hey. <laughs> so like, if your wife insults you or does something, doesn't cook the food you want, or your husband shouts at you, you just have to say, Lord, forgive him. Wow. For he knows what not what he's doing. Wow. And that's what the Bible is saying. So if it was Jesus, how would he do it? And that's what creates the Christian home. Wow. My wife has forgiven me many times. I've forgiven my wife many times. And usually, you have to find a good time to talk about issues. Yeah. You see. And uh, because we are all two different people who are coming from different backgrounds. Different homes. Different <laughs> homes. And we are coming together to have one home, yeah. which will be a Christian home. It's not easy. Yeah. And God knows. So that's why it is the word of God that must guide you. Yeah. Sister, brother, I hope you are learning something. Yeah. What do you think about that, sister, brother? <laughs> okay, so then, the, the next thing you have to look at, because we are looking at applying biblical principles. Build your marriage around the church. Yeah. Someone, we want to read someone, someone, verse one to six. So here we say, build your marriage around the church. Church. Someone, verse one. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. Mm. But his delight is in the law of the law, and his his law doeth he meditate day and night. And it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth its fruit in this season. Its leaves shall not wither. And whatsoever it doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so. The ungodly are not so. <laughs> but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. Nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So here he's talking about how you, you have to be careful you don't have some strange friends that have become your church. And so instead of having a Christian church where you always surround yourself, you and your spouse and your children, some people come to church all right but they seem to have friends that are outside so the friends will be described as ungodly he said that blessed is the man that stands not in the council or that walks not in the council or in the advice of the ungodly if there's a problem you have with your wife or a problem you have with your husband who do you talk to is the person a church person or is a work person who doesn't believe in these church principles and yeah. all that. And that is why sometimes people struggle. Yeah. But if you have built your marriage around the church, you realize that when you have an issue, you can yeah. talk to your pastor. It's true. You can talk to an elder person in the church. There are aunties that have been married for years. There have been uncles that have been married for the end in the church. Yeah. I mean what you'll be shocked at what you are going through. We have also been through before. So when you start talking to somebody, you have a good counsel. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, because if you don't build your marriage around the church and you have problems, you don't know who to go to. Yeah. Because there is no relation, you don't have any relationship with anybody in the church. 
like a lady I quite remember she she was in a church mm. and as you know others do when we close they pick a car away he and the, she and the husband they go home they don't talk to anybody they don't have friends they are ready to go to old school association and no, all no, that no. and at the point their marriage became some way wow. because their husband watches pornographic movie wow. when they watch the movie the husband want to practice it on air Mercy. and at the point they started having the husband started having an access with air oh no and uh, she consulted the light out pastor the light pastor talked to the pastor and they began to cancel but the, the problem was because she has not built a relationship they have not built the marriage around the church she don't have a friend in the church to talk to so she was just there receiving whatever the husband want to do to her and all that later she developed anna cancer oh no and she passed away oh no Be- why because they didn't build the marriage around the church it's serious that they can talk to somebody in the church so there are a lot of people actually in the church who don't relate with anybody yeah they are just i come to church i go i come to church i go even now that we have this covid 19 and uh, people are now um, beginning to enjoy services online and it's like now we even have what is coming up as the flow church, church. If you are not careful and you are that type, you can say, Oh, me there, I'll just be in the flow church. Yeah. I don't need anybody. Any pastor. But you see, it is important to relate with people. Yeah. You said, How beautiful it is for brethren to dwell together yeah. in unity. unity. Do not forsake the assembly of yeah. ourselves together as the man of some age. So it is important to see one another. Yeah. And iron sharpened iron. Yeah. So shall a man sharpen the, the countenance of his friend. Yeah. So it is important once a while to meet and fellowship with the church. Yeah. So that if there's something you can you can Achim. really you can share. Yeah. I can't imagine what the sister went yeah. through. And she's dead. She's dead and gone. But the man is alive. <laughs> hmm. So sad. So sad. You know, I want us to read the scripture, Proverbs chapter twenty four, verse three. You know, Proverbs 24 verse 3. I want to read it from the Amplified Version. And it is full of revelations. In the King James actually. King James says, Through wisdom is an house builded. And by understanding it is established. But in the Amplified, it says that Through skillful and godly wisdom, A house, a life, a home, a family is built. And by understanding it is established on a sound and good foundation. So you realize that in the Amplified, it's talking about through wisdom, a house, a life, a home, and a family. So when you see a house in the Bible, it's not only talking about a house physically, but it's also talking about a life. Talking about a home. A family. So the wisdom here is talking about the skillful godly wisdom. It's the Bible wisdom that you can practice practically. Wow. You see, so you read the Bible, the Bible gives you advice on how to live as a husband and wife. It says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church. So this one says, skillful, godly wisdom that husbands, if you practice it, so what it means is that if I'm a husband, I must love my wife the way Christ will love the church. Yeah. Will Christ beat the church? No. No. Rather, the Bible says that whilst we were yet sinners, Christ I died for us. us. So, me, 
whilst my wife is making mistakes, I must be willing to die. I must be willing to sacrifice. Wow. For that is what it means. He said, wives, submit also to your husband as the church to the to Christ. So what will the church also do to Christ? The church worships Christ. The church serves Christ. The church will go out and do what Christ wants. That's what you, the wife, must do. Yeah. You must serve your husband. You must be willing to be nothing in the house. And that, that is the, the wisdom that makes the thing work. Yeah. And so when we say build your marriage around the church, that is what we mean wow. by that. Are, are you understanding yeah. it? So that takes us to point number three. So I'll give you point number one. That is Christ must be the foundation and the head of your home. And then point number two, apply biblical principles. And that one, we are broken it down. And we say that the A part, the word of God must be your manual for marriage. And then the B, build your marriage around the church. Now let's go to point number three. Develop family worship. Wow. Pastor Richard, that's where I want us to hear your testimony. Yeah develop family worship. Before you come to that, A, ensure that you either hold regular devotions, that's as a family, if it is possible, or quiet time as individuals. At least, but by all means, find some time to share as a family. Pastor Richard, you wanted to share this testimony? Yeah, I want to share this testimony. I quite remember we came for a pastor's meeting mm. and you were sharing how having family devotion will be a blessing to you and your family. Yeah. And uh, you told us that we can practice the same. Even though we have quiet time and all that, we should also come together as a family to have our family devotion. Wow. So when I went to my told my wife that challenge as I've gone for meeting, this, this is what Bishop advised. So we are going to start tomorrow morning. That's so in the morning I woke her up around five. When I woke up, I woke the small boy Wow. And the other one there, as when you wake up, right? Don't do anything. So you are not coming this step. Yeah. So, and uh, I told, let's pray. So the day one, I prayed. I read the devotion that our prophet had been sending to us. That's what we use. Yeah, the dailies. Yeah, the dailies. Yeah. Then we shared. She brought her a view. Then after that, she would say it off the cup. I said, oh no, related to your whatever what you thought that. That's right. That we should relate to, it to our personal life. Personal, right. I take it personally. How does it relate to you? That's right. Then I would say, oh, wow, she will come. I will come. I there, there was some bond among wow. us that is coming closer. Wow. We share when we finish. We hold our hands together. We pray. Really? Then the following day, my wife prayed. And I, the small boy, pray. We were just laughing. <laughs> amen. I said, amen. Wow. Let's do that. It will not feel bad. I said, yeah. challenge working. That is it. Then we started. We were going, going. And then gradually, we are on it. I believe that is helping the family. We share what have we learned? What have you learned? Wow. What is it? So, what are you going to do from now as we are finishing the devotion? What are you going to do? Wow. What, are, what do you think you must do? How does it apply to your life wow. and all that? So, I want to thank you for it's a blessing. This, this, this advice it is the Lord, it is helping us. No, because you see, even when it comes to let's say my family, Brother Richard, you would in our home, what we do is that everyone has a day. Wow. So let's say Angela is maybe Monday, and then this is Tuesday, this is Wednesday, this one is Thursday. So like if it's Angela's time, what Angela would do is that Angela would just say, like she's moderating. Yeah. She's okay. And um, this person is supposed to lead prayer, and then maybe mommy will lead prayer, and then she's okay. Kofi, you are leading worship. Wow. 
they go feel lead worship. The beautiful thing is that it makes everybody learn to do something. Yeah. But as she's moderating, then she'll say, okay, now I'm going to read the dailies. Then she reads the dailies. And then she'll say, what have you learned, Nicole? What have you learned, Daddy? What have you learned, Mommy? What have you learned, Kofi? And then she would come up with the final and then summarize it. And then all this time, they are writing their notes. Wow. And then when it is done, they should bring up prayer topics or should say, this person should pray. So you pray, this one prays, and then we share the grace. By the time we are done, it's almost like we've had church service. We, we've been doing this for years. When they were little, that's when they, they, they started learning. I remember Nicole would come and what she would say usually would make us laugh. I remember one day I had to say that no, nobody should laugh. Wow. And because it, it can easily let the person feel intimidated. Yeah. But all those things were helping the children to have confidence. Like the ability to even share their views were also helping. So when you do that at home, you are, you are indirectly building something that makes home a Christian home. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is that now in this COVID-19, where we can't go to physical church, yeah. is it not what we are doing? That's what we are doing. So, so I think that it's one of the things that Prophet had seen long time ago and wow. put in the book. That we must learn how to have family devotions, even if you can't do it regularly, because of the nature of your work. You can do it once a while, but it must be done. So, Pastor Richard, I'm happy, and I I think the other pastors also are sharing their testimony. Most of them have started, and it's working. working. We're encouraging you, if your pastors are doing it, why can't you also do it? Do it, and let's see what God will do with you. And the B part, attend church services and be involved in church activities. While in church, husband and wife must sit together. <laughs> and then you must train children to know the importance of Sundays. Yeah. What do you think about this one? Yeah, husband and wife sitting together is very important. <laughs> so that at least people in the church will know that these are couples. That's right. This is your wife. Yes. This is your husband. And that you flow. That you flow. Because as you sit together, maybe pastor will say, give your neighbor a high five. Then it's like... Maybe as I come from the house, you are quarreling. Uh-huh. Then they will give your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Which is common in many ministries. <laughs> give your neighbor a high five. So as you tell, it's only to your wife who is standing by. So to let people not see that something has happened in the house, you just give a high five. Oh, hug your neighbor. But yeah. usually when the brother wants to high five, the woman will mind him. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody will see. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. But it helps. Yeah. And also, let the children know, understand the Sunday services. Yeah. Like, as they come to church, you make them aware Saturday that tomorrow we're going to church. That's right. As you prepare them for school during the week, the same way we should prepare them for Sunday. Beautiful. Go and bring your uniform, your, your dress for Sunday. Yes. Have you polished your shoe? Right. Have you done it? You prepare them Saturday get evening. Get your Bible ready. Get your Bible ready. Where is your Bible? Where is your notebook? Where is your pen? That mommy, I can find my pen. You get one for the child. That's right. As they are coming on Sunday, you are you are with them. Yes. They come, they have to go to and their they chapel. You are also getting ready. Ready. Everybody getting yeah. ready. We are living at this time. Yeah. Everybody does your offering. Yeah. Mm. And when they come, they go to their chapel. You also go to where you are supposed to go. That is beautiful. And the children are learning it. Are learning, but not the way that you dress the children and tell the driver, please take drop them. them or take money, pick car, go to church. I am not feeling well. I can't go yeah. to church today. Yeah. So the children will feel like. Church, why are we going? And when it happens like that, what happens is that the children grow up with 
a confused mind. Yeah. So much so that sometimes they they will tell them, oh, me, my, my parents, it is when they want that they come to church. Yeah. So by the time you realize you have children who would look spiritual at home, but when they have their freedom, mm. they'll be bad. Wow. But Richard, I'm saying this because I watched the movie here. Mm. In that movie, here was this pastor who had a son. I mean, their son, when he's at home, he behaved like a very good boy. Mm. When he goes to school, Asumai, he was a very bad boy because he always felt that home was pressure. But when I go to school, I'm free. So, sometimes when the father will call home, will call to the school, the boy will say, oh, daddy, I'm, I'm just in the library and I just finished. We actually had scripture union and we always give a nice something that was going on and the father will always feel happy. The mother will be happy. So, oh, we thank God for this, our son. And then sometimes when he calls home, he'll call me and ask, daddy, I was sharing this in the scripture union, but the scripture wasn't clear. Can you explain to me? So the father was always happy. Until one day somebody came to tell the father that, you know your son is a bad boy. He smokes, he moves with bad friends. The father said, no, I don't believe what you're saying. And did he believe it? Until one day he was there when they came to call him that his son has been arrested. Why? Because he had gone to impregnate somebody's daughter and then wanted to abort and the prison of the girl died. That is when the father came to realize that the son was a, a gang leader, he was into things, he was a smoker, all those things in school, but at home, good. Yeah. Why? Because he was seeing something different from home. Parents who sometimes will not live what they preach. Yeah. And that's why we are praying for mercy. That we should live exemplary lives for our children to see at home and at church. Very important. You cannot be watching TV and then you are insulting pastors and your children are there. Mm. <laughs> and you think that, oh, with the, if you, you if are they, just flowing. They are learning it. They are learning. So that's very important. Wow. And that takes us to the last point, which is think as a Christian spouse. Mm. Think as a Christian spouse. So if you notice, we've shared three things already as the steps to having a Christian home. The first is Christ must be acknowledged as the foundation and head of the home. Mm. And the second thing that we mentioned was you must apply biblical principles. And under that we said the word of God must be your manual for marriage. And we said build your marriage around the church. And then we went to develop family worship. You see. And then finally we are saying think as a Christian spouse. Mm. You know before we go to that, I want to read this scripture in Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 16 because it's one of the scriptures that maybe I should have been reading it over and over again. Jeremiah 6 16. It's a very interesting scripture, Pastor Richard. It says that, Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways. So this is God speaking. Stand in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein. Wow. And ye shall find rest for your souls. Mm. But they said, we will not walk therein. Forgive. We will not walk therein. So, so God said that there is a way. There is a way. 
there's a particular way that when you walk on things work mm. so in marriage too there's a way there's a way he said ask of that way but the people say we'll ask you mm-hmm. we'll ask you so a lot of people have decided to go their own way when it comes to marriage yeah. but there is a way so what we are doing during these sessions are we are showing you the biblical way mm. and today we have been discussing how the way to have a Christian home a Christian home and we are saying that number four think as a Christian spouse you know let me read this verse and then Pastor Richard will come in do nothing out of selfish ambition mm. or vain conceit but in humility consider others better than yourselves yeah so what, what, what I would say is mm. whatever you do try to respect the opinion of the other whatever your wife says you should also believe and trust that what she's saying is very good not that you only stand on your feet that oh me whatever she say I'm the man whatever I want to do I, I can do just imagine that you are living in a single room or let me say a self-contained rented apartment and you want to build a house and all that you do is that you are building a story building and your wife comes and said oh I think that you should let's build some chamber or self-contained two bedrooms self and live in it first yeah so that uh, once we are on our own property we can be building this story building and this man will say no i want to build a story then he will build to think a point about himself think about himself and he will build up to a point that after flow there is no money because oh, you are using loan to build so after flow there's no money and you see that you, you are but if you have respected the views of your wife you will see that you could have moved in own property finished one that you are living in before you start building the mansion a christian spouse respects the views of the other yeah so what you are saying is very important yeah that is common yeah it's very common it's very common a lot of a lot of husbands don't listen to their wives no maybe the man want to change job the lady will say oh charlie relax Right now, if you, ask you, you, want to, you have to stop this one before you will look for another. But you see, a man will not just, he'll just be there, you know, and tell the wife, oh, are you not going to work? Oh, I've stopped working. Why? So, so like what the wife was saying, that relax, get a, try and secure another job before you stop this one. The man will not work with it. Then suddenly you see that they've come to square, square zero. We are not saying that everything your wife says is what you must listen yeah. to. We also don't believe that. But you see, you are the head and your wife is the neck. There's a way God wants both of you to put your heads together. Yeah. You see, so not giving that opportunity for your wife's contributions doesn't make you behave as a Christian spouse. And vice versa. You cannot be a woman and then you just take decisions by yourself. Yeah. You don't get your, your husband involved. And there's no way to help the marriage. <laughs> You just take decisions. You are a man. You are going out. You don't even tell your wife where you are going. <laughs> I don't think it's a proper thing. Yeah. Even Jesus, when he was about to leave this earth, he told, he said, do not be troubled, for I am going to the Father. And in my Father's house, there are many mansions. And I'm going to prepare a room for you. Jesus told them where he's going. He told them what he's going to do. You cannot be a husband and you are going out. You don't tell your wife where you are going and what you are going to do. <laughs> because he says that husbands love your wives 
as Christ loved the church. So if you are thinking as a Christian spouse, you think that way that look, if Christ loved the church, what will Christ do? What will Christ do? Christ would die for the church, isn't yeah. also? Yeah. How many husbands will want to die for their wives? <laughs> <laughs> one day the prophet wrote this in one of his books. He said that there was a, a husband and a wife, and they were in the house, and then arm robbers came. And then they had bought a new deep freezer. <laughs> so when the husband realized that the arm robbers were entering the house, he jumped into the deep freezer and closed it. And he was inside. And the armed robbers got the wife. They raped her. And all this while, and the wife was screaming, and the husband was in the diffuser. <laughs> and after they had done everything to her, they just left her. And the husband came out of the diffuser. The funny part is that the wife didn't say, tell the armed robbers that the husband was there. Because of the love she had for the husband. The husband was inside, and when he came out, the wife was bleeding, and he said, "Annie," and the wife got angry. Don't Annie me! Wow! And and this is typical of a lot of husbands. A lot of husbands, when their wives are sick, they don't care. <laughs> then when when the wife is is uh, is bleeding, they don't care. Yeah. Or what I'm saying is not true. It's true. But the wife will care. The wife will go and bring water, come and put the do light soup, (laughs) come and do this. But the husbands, husbands, I'm talking to us. I thank God I'm a man and I'm a husband. (laughs) But you see, the reason why I'm saying this is because a decision. I is a think as a Christian. Think means that it's a decision to think like that. That's not your natural thinking, but. Think, think like a Christian spouse. Yeah. A Christian spouse thinks in a particular way. Your mind must think the way the word of God yeah. says. You see. So if you are also a wife, you see that wife submits to your own husbands as the church would to Christ. So the church will worship Christ. Yeah. The church will serve Christ. Hmm? Yeah. So you as a wife, you must serve your husband. You don't have to, when you're angry, you don't have to decide when your husband must eat. <laughs> so, I'm not happy with him. So today we'll see what will happen at home. Like a couple were fighting and the husband came from work late. The wife was sleeping. Then the man went, oh, please come and serve me. He said, oh, the stew is in the freezer. There is rice. You can put it in the rice cooker. The stew is in the freezer. You can take it in. Microwave and mercy. <laughs> it's wild, though. <laughs> I remember a couple. One day I met this man somewhere in the country, somewhere. And I was asking him, How is your wife? And so we, we, have, we have separated. I'm just filing for divorce. I said, Oh, what happened? And he said, My wife is stubborn. And this man I'm talking about, he was an elder in one of the big churches in Ghana. Mm. I said, oh, what happened? And he said, he used to work in a very powerful firm in Ghana. He said, I have been telling my wife that on Saturdays I like fufu. And this particular type of soup, which is a contemporary soup with some powerful snail and all that. So this particular week he was traveling and he told the wife that I'll be coming on Saturday. So do 
this food. He was telling me this. Old. So, when he came, he came with that expectation to come and meet his fufu. And then he's in kotomri soup. And I said, darling, so put it in kotomri soup. And the wife said, oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't do it. I did ampesi instead. And he said, I said nothing. And I went to pick my, and then drove off. And I told myself, this is enough. Hey! Like joke, like joke. It's separated. Because of food. Yeah! I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And, and the man said, this has been going on. Sometimes what I want and what I really want at a particular time, that she does opposite. She, he had a point, but his decision was wrong. Yeah. But you see, I'm saying this to say that you must know your spouse and think like a Christian spouse in a marriage. Yeah. If your spouse says he wants this, why are you doing the other thing for him? Mm-hmm. And especially wives, I think we'll get there. Look, they say the, the, the way to the man's heart is through his stomach. So, things like food, don't joke with it. Yeah. Get to know what your husband wants and then do it, do it. For, for him. Do it. There are only two main food. The food that goes through the mouth and the food that goes through the well, in a, uh, under there. Do you understand? <laughs> so, it's very important. You have to make your husband happy. Think as a Christian spouse. And then the man too, today when I look back, I realize that he didn't do well. Yeah. He should have forgiven. Because a Christian husband must forgive your wife. Yeah. Because of incontomary soup, you have left your wife. Ah. Ah. <laughs> and then some of you are listening to me. If, if that man was married to you, I'm sure by now you have been divorced a long time. Yeah. Because your food, even when you cook food, the salt is too much. The, this thing didn't work well. I mean, rice water has become rice. Rice become rice water. I mean, a lot of gymnastics that you are doing in the food and all that, you know. Don't laugh in your room. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. They are real things. Is it so? Like Pastor Richard was saying, married people must reconcile their plans together. Because before you came to this marriage, you had your plan. Oh, I want to further my education. I want to do this. I want to do that. Some of you might be willing to give up certain interests, your plans. Yeah. Maybe you want to go to school. Yeah. But it will not help. Yeah. At the time. At the time. Yeah. You have to forego the yeah. schooling and then let that season pass. Yeah. Maybe your wife is pregnant. You know that. Look, if you go to school, it will affect your wife. Yeah. You can lose your wife. Still. So just, but still, you want to go. <laughs> Think as a Christian husband. Wow. And do not always insist on your own way. Mm. Okay. <laughs> in in ending, I will say that be ready to compromise. Yeah. Because you see, compromising is not supposed to be your lifestyle, but in marriage, where two parties are coming together to agree to live a life that will make the home a Christian home, you must be willing to yeah. ready ready to be compromising. Yeah. Let this my this my my interest go just for the sake of of you. That should be your lifestyle. Yeah. And in closing, Brother Richard, what is your last word as Grace gets ready to bless us with the last song before this session ends? Yes. What I want to say is that all Christian couples should have in their mind. The Bible said that let this man be in you which was in Christ Jesus. That's right. So 
we should all have the mind of Christ. That what I'm doing, if Christ is standing, will I do it? What I'm doing, if my pastor is standing, then will I do it? What I'm saying to my wife, the way I'm treating my wife in the home, if my pastor was to be here, will I do the same thing? Will I no. do the same thing? No. No. And what is the Bible saying? Like, like, like this couple you were talking about, that if this man could tumble soup with fufu, and known for giving the wife, I don't think that it will end them this way. Hmm. Now, oh, Charlie, you are going to see. Oh, major, maybe you are tired. Maybe, Charlie, don't worry. I'll eat it like that. I believe the marriage will rather grow stronger and stronger. So, let us really, really all base our marriage on the word of God. And I believe that it will help all of us. Beautiful. Let me tell you something. Before, when we, when we got married, my wife and I, the Sunday, we were having a dinner. And one of my mother's friends gave an advice. And this is what she said. I'm saying it just for the sake of somebody. She said, Osofo and your wife, and I'm speaking especially because of your wife, said there was this couple who said they loved themselves. And then one day the man invited his friends to the house. So the man told the wife that my friends will come and visit me. Prepare this food. And the wife said okay. So the wife prepared the food. And when the friends came, they brought, she brought the food on the table and then they were all there. Some were foreign people. People had come from foreign countries. So as they were fetching the food, the man saw cockroaches. Yes. About two or three cockroaches in the food. So one of the friends picked the cockroach. He said, what's that? And the man said, oh, that's my delicacy. That's my favorite. The husband responded quickly that that is my favorite. He said, oh, you don't like it? Put it in my bowl. So he just picked the cockroaches and put it in his plate. And then he chewed the cockroach with joy. As the friends were watching, it's like, ah, is it not cockroach? The cockroach we know. And the man enjoyed it. And the whole thing became and so after they are finished eating and all that, then later when the friends had left, the man called the wife and he said, Ah, darling, what is this? That you prepare food, you didn't check and you didn't see there were cockroaches in the food? And so they had to speak in their home quietly. Nobody heard them. There was no room for the um, the friends to even get to know that the wife was some way and all that. Nothing like that. So, he saved his wife's shameful whatever and solved it at home. That is a Christian home. Sometimes there are issues that come up that you just have to sit down with your wife and discuss it at home. Discuss it with your, your husband at home and let there be peace and then get over it and move on. If it is beyond you, you just talk to an a counselor or your pastor or somebody who can help you solve your problem without letting everybody get to know what's going on. When you do that, you are you are showing that you are proper Christians wow. and you enjoy your home. That counsel has helped my wife and I. Wow. So there are a lot of things that we chew like cockroaches <laughs> in our marriages and it's been working. May the Lord bless you Amen. as you've enjoyed this session. Amen. And grace is ready to bless us as we are ending with this powerful song dedicated to all those who listen to us. And keep listening. 
next time we'll be coming your way with another powerful marriage counseling message that will change your life in Jesus name if you are not born again pray this with me say Lord Jesus I accept you as my savior and my lord please come into my heart and be the lord of my life please write my name in the book of life lord help me to enjoy my marriage in Jesus name amen let's go grace Help me. 
Counseling, contact the following numbers 0273 240 449 0540 77 49 41. Stay blessed.